appears to be avoiding Foxborough. The Patriots are here in this game. Back home or island, it feels like there's still a war between the Patriots, their fans, and you. How would you characterize the situation, and is it not awkward? Uh, I would tell you that it's not awkward at all for me. Uh, we have a job to do. We do our job, as I said, there was a violation. We applied a process and discipline, and we came to a conclusion that was supported by the facts and by the courts. So from our standpoint, we understand when fans uh, who are loyal and passionate for a team uh, object and don't like the outcome. I totally understand that. That's not an issue for me. Um, and I was in Boston uh, two seasons ago for two consecutive playoff games, the same way I was in Atlanta this year. So that happens. Uh, so from our standpoint, this is just about making sure we take care of business and do it the way that is right to uphold the integrity of our teams and our rules for all 32 teams. The fastest show in sports! Thank you, sir. You will not be disappointed. Oh, Mr. Carmen, I've been very bad. Okay. You have been bad, Mr. Mackey, so you're going to have to drink from this glass. Oh, yeah, that makes me hot. Oh, man! Wow, what? You forget, we're in a volcano. We're surrounded by liquid hot magma. But I can't, Satan. Oh, I haven't heard that before. Come on, can't we just go out for a burrito? Me gusta burrito mucho. I can't, Saddam. All right, zip it. You, don't, you can't even... Zip it. Zip. Look, all Ladies I'm... and gentlemen of the jury, exhibit A. Number two, would you please back Look, me up? Look, I'm zippy long stockings. When a problem comes along, you must zip it. Zip it good. Ed Berliner! I've lost my mojo! We are young to die. Heartache to heartache, we stand kind. Greetings, true believers. Welcome back in. I am Ed Berliner, and this is the fastest show in sports. The man has spoken. Every single Super Bowl week, the media bean counters start to look at exactly what the commissioner of the National Football League says, whomever the commissioner is. But this week, the commissioner has spoken, and he has left himself open for a tremendous amount of criticism because, quite frankly, the state of this league is not nearly as rosy as people want to believe. And if Roger Goodell is the guy who is leading the National Football League into the future, kids, we got a problem. Let's welcome back one of my great friends. He is an attorney. He is a former player agent. He and I started shows called Outside the Lines well before anybody else did it because he knows what goes on inside the locker room, outside the locker room, and in the boardroom and still talks common sense when we get there. Joe Casal joins us once again on the show. Joe, the commissioner, speaks, and the first thing that everybody hits on is when he says, well... I'll go to New England when somebody invites me with the whole deflate gate issue. Everybody's talking about that. That's not the biggest thing that came out of the day. And overall, when we look at all the issues here, but doesn't that tell us something about this guy still? That's the big story right now. I still say that he was a coward for not going to New England. He should have went in the first place. And it shows that this guy is hiding while he's still trying to be the big gun. Look, the commissioner doesn't need an invitation to go to a football arena. You're like, we need an invitation to go to a private country club, okay? Roger Goodell doesn't need an invitation to go to a football game. Of course he's hiding. Um, but I think that that's kind of symbolic of really a lot of what he does. I mean, Roger is a guy that is kind of a 
he's a robot. There, there, there really is no other way to describe it. I mean, I, I, we, we talked off air when I said, I really believe this is going to be the last state of commissioner speech that we get. I mean, for all intents and purposes, Roger could put a bunch of quotes on a piece of paper and pass it out. There's never really any interaction. There's never news. There's never anything. It's really alternative facts. Thursday night football is a success. No, it's not. The quality of play is high. No, it's not. Um, the league is frankly beginning a down, a downside cycle and television ratings are down across the board. Merchandise sales are down. Attendance sales are down. Um, digital is down. The reality of the NFL is people are sick of football. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to stop you there because it's the American pastime. So how can you make that statement? I know we live in a world of alternative facts, but the numbers don't lie. Playoff viewership was down this year. Ratings during prime time this year, double digit down. I would anticipate that the Super Bowl ratings will be down. Look, a lot of people are still watching the NFL, but a lot less are watching it than two years ago. A lot less are spending money within the game two years ago. And here's where it gets really dicey. I mean, I hear all the various narratives. It's Colin Kaepernick's fault and all of this stuff. But the fact of the matter is the most progressive league and commissioner in American sports is the NBA. There is no league and no commissioner that takes aggressive social stands on, on social issues than the NBA. Their numbers are up across the board. So it has nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick. I think the NFL has three problems. One, the arrogance from the commissioner has created an intense dislike, not just in the New England Patriots fan base. Ask New Orleans Saints fans how they feel about Roger Goodell. He decimated their franchise. Ask fans across the board how they feel about him. He is not popular. The second part of it is, how do you grow the game, Ed? Less people are playing it. Youth football's down over 20%. Um, I was at a um, National Signing Day event last night. I spoke to an 18-year-old kid who signed with the University of Miami. He said something to me that absolutely blew me away. He said to me, I want to get my degree. I want to play six or seven years in the NFL, and I want to get out while I still have my brains. I've never heard an 18-year-old kid say that before. And what that tells me is what we're seeing and all of the information, the medical information that we're, we're seeing and hearing about right now, players here are hearing it even at the high school level and are starting to make different decisions. Um, Pat McAfee retired at 29 years old. Every year we have players retire under 30 years old in the National Football League. And so how does the NFL stem all this? The game is unsafe. I mean, so to me, these are real problems. And now with a new administration and with the tensions regarding their foreign policy, um, you really want to put it, you want to put an NFL franchise overseas. You want your players traveling overseas right now. I mean, these are real issues. This isn't let's fudge the television numbers and throw a media party. These are real issues. And we have no evidence that Roger Goodell can handle real issues. What we have is evidence that Roger Goodell could oversee a very vibrant league that is not vibrant right now. And they have, to, they have some real issues to tackle. And there's no evidence that Roger Goodell can tackle those issues. In fact, I would argue there's evidence that he can't. 
And so it's going to be a very interesting time for the National Football League as to how to handle all of these issues because life's coming at you fast. And we are reaching a point in this country with all of the social and civil unrest that it is no longer going to be um, the boilerplate language of I just want to concentrate on the game. From players to owners to executives, people are going to have to take some stands. And they're going to be unpopular with certain areas of the country. And saying nothing is, is not going to be, you're not going to be seen well by saying nothing. Like Tom Brady didn't help himself this week. Roger Goodell didn't help himself this week. And it's going to be very interesting for a league that has had nothing but platitudes thrown their way for the most part for the last 10 years to now have to face the real problems that are before it. And um, that's why I think we're in for um, a very interesting time to observe how the National Football League handles all of this stuff. He is still trying to spin this whole soap opera of the Chargers leaving San Diego, going to Los Angeles, and a very disinterested Los Angeles as well when it comes to the Chargers moving there. You still have what is now a possibly collapsed deal to move the Raiders to Las Vegas. You still have lawsuits, class action suits out there when it comes to concussions, helmets, safety. I mean, the one thing that I thought was very interesting was what really kind of ran under the radar this week was the whole story about the Atlanta Falcons being concerned about excessive reliance on painkillers right in the emails in a court case, maybe three times as many legal painkillers as other teams use. The Atlanta Falcons were using at one point, and everybody knew about it that's in the current Falcons administration. All of these things, you have just detailed a real dark scenario for the National Football League if Roger Goodell continues to lead, or lack of leading, as he has right now. What's the answer? How do you get out of all this right now? It can't just be as simple, Joe, as replacing the commissioner because the owners want to put somebody in place who will basically let them get away with whatever they want in order to make money. So how do you save this? Well, I mean, this is, this is the question that's ahead. I mean, these are real problems that are not going to go away. I mean, you know, Ed, we're talking about 10% of the National Football League teams that are relocating in under two years. We've never seen that before. Um, that is not a sign of stability. That is a sign of instability. And if you're Stan Kroenke, you don't want to share a facility with the Chargers. That doesn't do you any good. Um, who knows what's going to happen with the Raiders and, and, and Las Vegas. My guess is unless Mark Davis can find someone else in Las Vegas to finance assist to finance the project that's going to fall through in other words if he can find another sucker yeah or i mean you know listen one thing about vegas is that um there's a lot of money out there but um you lose sheldon edelson um that's a big stick and i don't know anybody short of someone buying the raiders and mark rate mark davis says he doesn't want to sell is going to say yeah i'll be happy to put up you know, $620 million of my own money to let you own your football team. I mean, the deal fell through in, in, in Las Vegas because Edelson wanted an ownership stake and, and Davis wouldn't give it to him. And so Edelson said, what am I giving you my money for if I'm not going to own it? That's not how I roll. So that, that fell apart. I mean, but these, and, and, and all of this stuff, the painkiller issue is, a, is, is another, you know, huge story. 
because that went all the way up to the to the ownership level. I mean, I mean, this was not, you know, Arthur Blank didn't not know about this. Arthur Blank is CC'd on the emails. And in case anyone hasn't seen this story, the average NFL team spends about thirty thousand dollars annually on medications. In two thousand nine, the Falcons spent eighty one thousand dollars that's almost three times the amount of medications and joe we're already involved in class action lawsuits right now where players who are either suffering or the families of those who are dead are claiming that the league does everything they can to not ensure the complete health and safety of the players this is another this is a hard stick to the nfl right now that people seem to be avoiding so again we come back around you're all right about this i think they're avoiding this joe and there's got to be somebody there who's able to to make some sense of this and to actually lead this league forward well that's exactly it i mean these are the real problems that come with running a big business and the nfl is a is a $12 billion a year business. And it is going, listen, you know, a lot, some of these things are unavoidable. Other things are not, but here's the, here's the difficult sled that the NFL has right now. As we go along, we are going to have more of the players that we grew up worshiping going to be coming public with their physical and, and, and mental ailments. And, you know, there's no, there's, there's no spin that can make that better. I mean, you know, and, and this is a, a real danger zone for the league right now. And the answer is in putting out all of the spin of how much money they're making. People don't want to hear that anymore, Ed. Nobody cares. Nobody cares how much money Jerry Jones makes. That's not going to make them feel better. And so it is, these are real problems. And I think that as I said, I, I, I've said for years that Goodell is a guy that basically oversees 32 hedge fund managers. And as long as the hedge fund managers are making big money, everything's great. But when the hedge fund managers are not making big money anymore, instead of getting 10% gains on their funds, they're getting four, they start convincing themselves they're broke. And then they need a scapegoat. And I don't care how much money Roger Goodell makes, there's 32 billionaires in that room. None of them have ever made a mistake in their minds, in their minds. Isn't that all part of it, though, when you use the word scapegoat, that no matter what happens next, if they dump Roger Goodell on his ass tomorrow morning and say you're out, they're going to put somebody else in place who will only do what the owners want them to do. There is no independent commissionership anymore. Look, this is not Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis coming in to save Major Correct. League Baseball anymore. So. We're sitting here going in a circle, I think, in some ways. Don't we just have to come out and say that this game is on a collision course with the end, eventually, simply because they don't have that leadership and they are going to lose money and it can't last forever because they've maxed out. There really is no answer here. You know, the answer is you're going to have to address these problems and not stick your fingers in the ears and go, no, 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 I don't hear it, you know. I mean, they're going to have to take this stuff on head on. Um, and if they don't, they are going to suffer tremendously. But do they have the guts to do that? Well, we're going to find out. I mean, you, you know how they're going to have the guts to do that? When they continue to be on the downslide. Then 
people are going to say, you know what, this isn't a blip. We can't blame it on the election. We can't blame it on Kaepernick. We can't blame it on anything else. You know, when you, it's kind of like the best way to analogize it is you want to lose 20 pounds. You didn't gain the weight in 10 days. You're not losing it in 10 days. If you try to do it in 10 days, it's unhealthy and you're going to do more damage to yourself. I think with the NFL, going to take a little bit more time i think if they have one more year like they do this year um and numbers continue to fall then um you're going to start seeing them face real problems because as i said and and and, you know this is when politics do bleed into the game um their big move is looking to expand overseas i have to think where we are right now politically that dream is over I mean, I don't even know, quite frankly, how they can hold games in London next year. I mean, so you've got some real issues here. When you're talking about that not holding the games in London, you're specifically referring to the possibility of terrorist attacks on an American business because of the current administration, yes? Not only that, but what about players like Mohammed Sanu, who's Muslim? How's he getting over there and coming back? What if he gets detained? I mean, you know, there are real issues here with, you know, and, and, and these are not things that just go away. I mean, look, you have the NHL right now is on the phone with the State Department every day trying to get status updates on some of their players and whether they should travel or not. I mean, this is like we're in uncharted waters here. So there's going to be a trip, trickle-down effect to all sports, but specifically the NFL because they're the kings of the, they're the, kings of the mountain. And their, and some of their problems in terms of making the game safer, those are complex and they're not easy. Um, and, you know, when you've ignored it for so many years and now you want to try to, to do it all at once, it doesn't work that way. So I think that um, it's going to be a test of Roger Goodell's leadership, how they navigate through these rough waters. Because there's going to be rough waters. I mean, there's. I mean, I think you have your head in your sand in the sand if you believe otherwise. And as I said, he's not shown any ability to be anything more than a placeholder. And he's going to have to be more than that if the league is going to survive in the way that they're that they want to survive. There's always going to be a, a National Football League, obviously, but I mean, being a robust, profitable enterprise. Because um, football isn't under siege, as I hear some of these dolts say. It's just that there are real problems that you can no longer ignore because they need real solutions. And I think that that's what we need to point out to the people who are listening right now. Joe and I are not sitting here saying that the National Football League is going to go out of business tomorrow. That's not going to happen. But there is fan erosion. There are ratings erosion. There is an erosion from the game itself from people who want to continue to pay money and get a substandard product. What we're looking at, Joe, and very briefly, I want to hear this from you. Give me like 30 seconds on this. We are looking at a game that not only needs to change, will change, has to change as we move forward, and they don't seem to have a plan in moving forward. Well, I think that that's because this has all come up on them real fast. Um, and I, I think a year ago at this time, we were in the position we're in as a country, and the NFL wasn't in the position they were with, with dramatically declining ratings. and 
you know, it was very easy to sweep away um, the problems like they were mosquitoes, but these are bigger problems. You know, they're not mosquitoes in your house right now. They're a big rodents and you're not going to get rid of them just with a small piece of cheese. And these are complex issues. They're not going to be solved in a soundbite or a tweet. I mean, this is something that, that, you know, all of the owners and the Players Association and the commissioner and the league really have to sit down and say, okay, how are we going to handle what's coming up? I mean, there are going to be situations where players and owners are going to have to take a stand on social issues. There are issues regarding safety. There are issues regarding um, health. I mean, this is serious stuff. This is an up. Oh, we had a bad game. We'll get them back next week. I mean, this is life and death stuff. And um, it's going to be interesting to me to see. And then every time we have a crisis, people you that you least expect step up, step up and become leaders. And it's going to be interesting to see who among the NFL family, from players to owners to union members to the commissioner's office, who are going to be the people that step up and lead? Because they're going to need it. And without it, they're going to be in trouble. We're going to make that the last word, but that is exactly the point that we're trying to make. We will continue to go outside the lines because nobody does it like my buddy Joe Casal. Joe, always a pleasure, my friend. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks, Ed. Take care. That is Joe Casal. I'm Ed Berliner. This is the fastest show in sports. And until next time, true believers, see ya! See ya!